How's everybody doing? I, I've had a hard week, just, just being honest. And the traffic thing is like out of control. But one of the highlights of my week this week was watching Grease Live. Did anybody watch that? Okay, so when, I, when, I, when the movie first came out, okay, brace yourselves, but I was in middle school. And that movie came out, and I remember my friend, who was my buddy all through middle school, she was obsessed with that movie. She thought it was the coolest movie. And I liked it. I mean, I thought it was cool and everything. And I always wished that I looked as good as Olivia Newton-John did in those pants. But that's a whole other issue with harassing the public, so we won't get into that. (laughs) But what's funny is uh, we watched it this week with our two younger daughters who are 13 and 14, And as I'm sitting there watching it, my perspective changes. And the whole time I'm watching it, I'm just going, if I were Sandy's mother, I would be devastated. I would be so devastated. We're going back to Utah, because that's where she said she was in this version of it, was from Utah. And we're going to live in a cave, and that's the end of it. So this this week in my personal life, I've been working a lot on cooperation, um, because I am in the midst of physical therapy. As you guys, some of you know, I've had some physical things going on. And um, we're rehabbing from several surgeries. And what they're finally figuring out is that when you have shoulder surgery, knee surgery, stuff like that, everybody immediately refers you to physical therapy. But not so much with other things. And I've had five abdominal surgeries. And so they've, the light bulb went off with a guy in Orlando that I saw in December. And he said, you need physical therapy. So now I've got this issue, and the issue is that I'm trying to get my body to cooperate in ways that it hasn't cooperated for quite some time, okay? And then along with your body cooperating, you have to get your brain to cooperate. So I had been seeing an incredible physical therapist in Orlando because they couldn't get me into the place that specializes in it uh, here until February. So all through the month of January, I drove to Orlando once a week and saw a therapist there. And then I transferred with great fear and trepidation to a new facility, praying the whole time, Lord, please let them be awesome, because I love those. Like, I, I'm a people person, and so, like, if I meet you, like, me and the physical therapist, we will be best friends for the rest of our life now, and that's just the end of it. And, like, she's having a baby, and I'm talking about what presents I can send her. I love people. So I'm so attached to her that I was, like, really worried. So I go see this new girl answer to prayer. She is awesome. I think you have to be to be a physical therapist. I think you have to be a very specific personality. Amazing, sweet, talking to me about all kinds of stuff. And, you know, one of the frustrating things is when you go in, you have to tell your story all over again. You have to kind of back up, tell your history. And then you have to have yet another person look at your body. And my abdomen, which I'm super proud of right now. I feel really good about my physical self right now. So I'm really happy when lots of people get to look at my stomach right now. So it's a real esteem booster. So she, yet another person is looking at it. She's talking to me. And as we're talking, I start crying. And it's probably because, you know, I'm remembering all this yucky stuff that's gone on. And sometimes we have that. We attach emotion and stuff to things that have happened. That's normal. But what she said to me as we were talking, she said, okay, so you're doing well as she's examining me, yet that kind of embarrassing feeling and everything. She said, you're doing well, 
you, you really are. I'm, I'm really impressed. You're, you're hanging in there. This is a really hard exam because she is like pressing on scar tissue and all kinds of stuff. You're welcome. And so um, she says, but what you have to do in these situations is you have to keep yourself from, are you ready for it? This is the best word. This is my new word. I use it all the time now. You have to keep yourself from catastrophizing the situation. So that is all a matter of making your heart and your mind and your body cooperate together in order to fully recover. Because if I continue to train my physical body and keep doing all this therapy that I'm doing, and I don't get my heart and mind on board, and all those things aren't in cooperation with each other, my progress is going to be a lot slower. Um, And she talked about the idea that when you suffer from chronic pain, it changes you over a number of years. It can change who you are. So in order for me to make progress moving forward, all those things have to be cooperating. And then I would throw in there, obviously, I've got to cooperate, but I've got to do it in a way that honors Christ, okay? So it can't just be about me getting healthy and hot again because, hey, it's not that funny. I could do it. I still have it. So, um, but then when we talk about our marriages, it's kind of the same idea. You know, um, we struggle. We we come at this from a, a perspective that we have pain that we bring with us into our marriages, or I don't know if you guys do. I do. Um, that's a joke. All of you have pain. Am I right? Jeez. Okay, so you have pain, you have issues, you've got baggage, you've got all this stuff, and you bring that with you, and so does your spouse, and then you've got to work those things together, and then you have these revolving cycles that talk about, that, that come up in your marriage, and so you or he catastrophizes, isn't that the best word ever? You can do that in your marriage. So without spirit-led cooperation, you're going to kind of get stuck, and you're going to forget what the main thing is, and we've We do that a lot. We forget to make the main thing the main thing. We're going to start back in Genesis, and I've talked a little bit about this with you guys before, but in the story of creation, all through when God is creating, I love it because it says, and God made this, and it was good. And God made this, and it was good. And it kind of keeps repeating that theme because everything God makes is good. But then in Genesis 2.18, A little different phrase. It says, the Lord said, it is not good. And when he said that, he said it in this this way. He said, it is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for for him. And just like that, the idea of a cooperative relationship between a man and a woman was born. And keep in mind, every time you hear about that marriage picture, that man and the woman thing, the idea and the mental picture we have here is that he is the bridegroom and the church, we are his bride. What a lovely picture of who, how he loves us, how he adores us, how he thinks of us. So, all through scripture, and Sandy referenced this verse earlier, we hear about why there's value in having a cooperative relationship. In um, Ecclesiastes, it says, two are better than one. She, start, she read this verse, part of it, because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But 
pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. Also, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can they keep warm alone? Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not easily broken. So I had looked that up because it was a verse that came up and we, when I looked up references for, for cooperation. And I was reading along and I was like, oh, that's cool, two, 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 two. And then the last line said, a cord of three strands is not easily broken. So I was reading through that and one of my um, homeboys that I love so much is Matthew Henry. He, he wrote an incredible commentary many, 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 many years ago. And he writes it like this. He says, Solomon, the author of this book, lays down for us this truth, that two are better than one, and more happy jointly than either of them could be separately, more pleased in one another than they could be in themselves only, mutually serviceable to each other's welfare and united by a strength and more likely to do good to others. So that last line, though, that little two that goes to three, what do you think that three is? It's God. Another way to put it, this is a great quote, it says, marriage is a cooperation between two adults holding God's hands. Isn't that beautiful? And so that is what we need to do in our marriages. Our first and most pressing need in our marriages isn't for our husbands to know our love language isn't for them to meet all of our emotional needs. It's for us to know and run after and seek after Jesus Christ. That's our first priority. And at the same time, we pray that that's what our husbands would be doing. And one of the most powerful things is letting go of what we think we need and letting God be the one that decides what we need or don't need and letting God do the work in our spouse. And sometimes that takes longer than we'd like for it to take. Amen? Yeah. Okay. So keeping it real. All right. So let's talk about a few ways, though, that we can um, look at cooperation in practical ways that we can apply to our marriage. Like I just said, number one, it's directly related. Our ability to cooperate is directly related to our ability to cooperate with Christ. When we find ourselves unable or unwilling to cooperate... We need to ask God to reveal to us what we must let go of, what we are catastrophizing, in order for us to move forward. And this is hard, but we have to do it. We must deal with ourselves and allow Christ to examine us. And it's not okay. You know, culturally, part of what we do a lot, or I hear a lot of, is that's just how I am. I have a bad temper. I just have one. I've just always had a bad temper. I have a bad mouth. I have a sailor mouth. I just, you know, I get ticked off. I just go off. I can't help it, right? We say all those little things that excuse our impatience, our arrogance, whatever it is. And instead, we we don't excuse that. We ask God to take those things and change us. That's part of what we're in the process of is if we are walking with Christ, if we say that we are followers of him. So there's no in-between, though. Because if you're cooperating, um, you're on board. If you are not cooperating, you're, you're not. Jesus puts it like this. Jesus said this. He said, this is war. This is in the message uh, version of the Bible. This is war and there is no neutral ground. If you're not on my side, you're the enemy. If you're not helping, you're making things worse. That's Luke eleven twenty three. So that kind of sums it up. 
And here's a passage that I pray over when I'm struggling to relent, when I'm struggling with my, my heart issue, and that is, um, what causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? James 4.1. Of course that's why. That is what causes fights and battles, because I want my way, yes. <laughs> Duh. So, yeah, I like to be in control, and I like to have things my way, and I'm an incredibly easygoing, very easy, happy, fun person, as long as things are going my way. (laughs) The other day I saw this thing, and it said, I can be completely flexible as long as I'm getting exactly what I want. (laughs) Yeah, it's easy to cooperate, isn't it, when your day is going like you want it to go? And you're like, yeah, it's a great day because I got to work out. Now I'm going to do this. Then I'm going to have lunch with my friend. And then all of a sudden, your husband calls and says, I have a flat tire. And you're like, "Uh, AAA, hello, got to go, you know, (laughs) right? (laughs) Pull the card out of your wallet, duh. So, um, but but it's true, like, all of a sudden, the way we thought things were going to go, we were happy to do everything that we thought we needed to do as long as we could get what we wanted out of the situation. And then all of a sudden, when those things happen, that changes our perspective and we have to stop and reevaluate. One of the things that, um, when my husband was involved in an accident like seven or eight years ago, uh, he was bicycling and got hit by a car. They took him to this trauma unit and they examined his entire body, they did this like full body scan. He does have a brain. He has a super big heart. Those are the two things. But what they did was they went all the way down his entire body and it was to determine what injuries there were to find out, find broken bones, find internal bleeding, find out if there was a brain injury, all those different things. And so I I thought of that so many times when I'm in this moment where I'm frustrated because I don't want to cooperate. And so what I do is I just say, okay, give me the scan. Give me that full body, full heart, full mind scan and, and reveal to me what it is that I'm doing to create this lack of cooperation in our relationship at this time. As an aside, it is not your job to make your husband cooperate. <laughs> Nobody's saying him into that one, are they? <laughs> I know how to shut a room down. So you can encourage him, you can do all those things, but ultimately that comes between him and his relationship with God. We can talk more about that another time. Number two, though, this is a great one. Cooperation takes us farther than we can go on our own, and I know this from experience. My husband is my biggest fan. I am my husband's biggest fan. And that is huge. That gives me courage when I don't have courage any other way. That gives him strength when he feels frustrated or down or something goes terribly wrong. Um, And so you have to remember what your goals are as a couple. And I mean a couple before kids. I mean all that stuff. You need to talk about what your goals are specifically in your marriage, and, and remember to keep that main thing the main thing. Um, there's a great quote from the book The Love Dare that says that that word, cooperation, means it's willingness. It's a spirit that should permeate our conversations 
It's like a palm tree by the ocean that endures the greatest winds because it gracefully bends. And then finally, number three is cooperation on the outside needs to match what's going on inside of us. There are some times when we do just simply have to obey or cooperate. We don't feel like it and and pray that God will eventually bring our hearts in line with what he's trying to do in us. But we also have to, we can't grit our teeth through our entire marriage and just go along with it. Because our spouses know when we aren't on board. They do. They're not, you know, goofballs. They catch on. And it says in 1 Corinthians 3, 9, For we are God's fellow workers. You are God's field. God's building. It always helps me to remember who I belong to. And that Jesus is in control. And so in your marriages, as you work on this um, cooperative effort, it is like a constant decision every minute of every day that you are going to love, you are going to care, you are going to submit, cooperate, relent. And I'm going to tell you, there is no better place to be. You'll be so glad you did. Trust me. Trust me. I've seen this. In my parents' marriage, you know, you're talking about your mom and dad. My mom and dad will be married 59 years this year. And um, I want to be like them when I grow up. The other night, one of the cool things that's happened in the last year or so since I've been laid up kind of off and on is that we have this giant bed. It's like humongous, and our girls will come in and we'll watch a movie together. All of us will snuggle up, Matt and the girls and I, and the other day, we were watching Grease Live together, and Matt was kind of snuggled next to me, and we are laying there watching it. And I still think he is, like, one of the funniest people I've ever met. And so we were, like, laughing, and he, we were snuggling and everything. And Raina, our 14-year-old, who's a freshman in high school, she said, you guys are gross, <laughs> which did not surprise me. But then she said the thing that did surprise me. She said, you guys are gross. And it's awesome. So I'm happy that she sees in her mom and dad a couple that genuinely loves and cooperates with each other. And I pray that you will find that spirit of cooperation that can only come from Jesus in your marriage. Before I finish for, uh, well, that's the talk part, but I also um, had spoken to the girls a few weeks ago and Um, When we um, met last, we had prayed together at the end of the meeting for our sweet friend and sister Jane, um, who died. And um, so we wanted to tell you, thank you for your prayers. Um, What was cool was that the last few days that she was around, she had gotten a visit from some guys from the church, Matt and Tom and some other people, and She was lucid just a little tiny bit a few times. And one of the times when they were praying with her, she kind of whispered and she said, is it okay to be a little bit excited about going to heaven? And he said, yes, it's okay. So we don't weep for Jane. We weep for her um, kids, her husband, and we weep for ourselves because I miss her. But we take great hope. She ditched us, basically, is what she did. 
We're going to have, she's going to get a big talking to when I get up there. <laughs> it's unacceptable. But this is um, one of, this is the passage that Matt, my husband, read uh, at her service. And um, this is the passage that I've taken great hope in. And that, interestingly enough, Tom spoke about a few weeks ago. Revelation 21, 1 through 7. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, this is what she's hearing. Isn't this cool? I can't wait to hear all about it. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, now the dwelling of God is with men, and he will live with them, and they will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. He who was seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. Then he said, write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. He said to me, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To him who is thirsty, I will give drink without cost from the spring of the water of life. He who overcomes will inherit all this, and I will be his God, and he will be my son. And I will be Jane's God, and she will be my daughter. And that is the hope that we have, and we miss her. But please continue to be faithful to pray for her, in fact, uh, her family and stuff. Let's pray right now. Lord Jesus, you're so good. Even when we grieve, we know that We are not out of your care. Thank you that Jane is pain-free. Thank you that she is whole and complete. Thank you that we have that great hope and that we know where she is. Lord, we lift up her husband, Steve. We lift up her kids, Matthew, Sarah, and Aaron. And God, we thank you for the impact that she had. And Father, help that to be a reminder to us to spend our time and our energy on things that matter, on things that are eternal. And so, Lord, we pray that uh, while we mourn, that we would also rejoice and that we would trust you, even in these things that are very hard to understand. We love you. And like Sarah said earlier, I pray for the mommies that sit out in this room today and feel alone. I pray that this would be their refuge, their safe place, and that, Lord, they would meet someone today and feel safe enough to share if they're struggling or hurting. Thank you for this room of women. Do things in us, through us, and in spite of us, and let us come to know you and see your face more clearly. In your name we pray. Amen.